Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about movies from Friday, March 4th through Thursday, March 10th, 2022. And as you might hear from these glorious, clean audio tracks, we are back in the Mayfair recording on fancy sound equipment. In March. In March. It's not even, <laughs> yeah. we never even got to come back in. Well, was it Did all we miss February? February? I guess we, we must have. I think so, yeah. Because it was, I think we did four at least. It all kind of blurred together there. But yeah, we would have done it, but then last week was whatever. It's such a different world because I was chatting with my brother who's in Vancouver. And of course, he asks, how's Ottawa? And I'm just like, well, it's less noisy. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. And, and today actually is like, a I don't want to say snowstorm, but it's like one of those picturesque, beautiful snow things. Winter Wonderland. Yeah. So it's like, it's not really cold, but it's nice, but it's not really nice to be caught up in it. <laughs> so it's it's one of those, like when you look out the window, it's like a postcard. Well, this looks really nice, but oh, wait, I have to go across the city and find Josh. But, you know, <laughs> it was important because it's been a month, apparently. And there is a sense in the city that it's calmer, that things yeah. are nicer. Well, and today is also the day that the vaccine mandates are gone. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. I don't fully understand everything. But essentially, yeah, like I think technically you can go places without having to have your QR code thingy or whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't go anywhere anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. And that's, we won't chat about it long because we've got a ton of movies to right. talk about this week. But the Bytown and us and the NAC and the museums and seemingly a ton of restaurants and bars are going to continue to take vaccine verification for the time being, mm -hmm. which I don't think is too much of a big deal. And if you look at our social media, thousands of other people don't think it's a big deal. But of course, some people do. Well, I messaged you immediately with that when you put it up. I was like, because Bytown had announced it first and I sort of saw, you know, CTV picked that up. And of course, once CTV picks something up, that's when all the loud people who've never been to somewhere before in their lives are like, oh, we'll never go here in my life. It's like, uh, well, you go look forward to some trolls, but it really wasn't that bad. No. And I admit, I just straight up blocked a race a couple of really angry people. <laughs> Which I'm never afraid to do because it's not like censorship. It's like you can go on your own Facebook page and yell, but we don't want that here because we're just trying to be nice and talk about movies. Yeah. And it's like, if that is your opinion, that's totally fine. That's sure. your opinion. Yeah. But you yelling at clearly the majority on a social media page who disagree with you, I don't think you're going to change any minds. In the same way that if I went on a Trump website, <laughs> I don't think I'm changing any minds if I started yelling at people. So it's just, I don't understand how people don't realize it's screaming into the wind. Yeah, and for me, it's when you start replying to people. Like, it's one oh, thing God, to post yeah. and be like, I don't really like this. You know, I'm not going to come here or whatever. Okay, fine. That's your prerogative. But then you start replying to people being like, why would you come here? Why are you? And you're like, buddy, what the hell are you doing? It's one thing to have your own opinion, but you're like, they're happy. What do you care? <laughs> yeah. Well, I always think, and I just hold my tongue from doing this because I just don't have enough hours in the day. <laughs> I have other things to do. <laughs> But we got a couple of direct message Instagrams that I'm pretty sure were robots <laughs> just because of the way it was formatted. I didn't read the whole thing. It was like three pages. It's not, it's not a the good kind of robot either, like Robbie the Robot or something. Yeah, it's not a cool robot. <laughs> and I'm just so tempted to always be like, just something like, the big thing for me is, oh, are you a vegan? And if the person replies no, I then go... Well, I'm a vegan, so I think you're a monster. I'm going to go on your front lawn with some signs and some megaphones and yell at you because I disagree with you, and it's an important topic. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. You're not a vegan. And I always think it's funny, and Lee got an email from somebody and realized the same thing. It wasn't hard for me to track back on one person's social media post to see that they lived in, like, Phoenix. Yeah. And all their posts were mega posts. Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't reply. I just let it go. But I'm just like, oh, thanks so much for commuting from Phoenix to come to the Mayfair in Ottawa. Yeah. Sorry, you're not going to come anymore. Yeah, and it's the same thing that happened with North and Navy, I think, was giving out free meals to protester heroes or anti-protester heroes, I guess it was, you know, who who stood up for the oh, city right. kind of thing. Yeah. And then, of course, weirdly, they got all these one-star reviews on Google <laughs> that day. It was so strange. And wouldn't you know it, most of them were from the States. And so it's just like one of these things that it is ridiculous. But at the same time, I mean, that really does affect livelihood. And that same thing has happened to us in the past. Oh, yeah. You it's so frustrating to see because people who know know what's going on, but you're also just like, oh my God, it's one more stupid thing we have to deal with. Marcus texted me the other day, our projectionist slash head technician, and he keeps an eye on all this stuff, which I do not. Like I have blocked notifications, positive or negative from Google. And this sounds like humble brag, but we were getting so many positive notifications that I just don't have time to reply to all of them. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I'm too busy. So he said, what happened the other day? We got two one-star reviews. And I said, oh, it's trolls because they're mad at us for checking vaccine verification. And he just replied, oh, we live in a weird world. Because he thought as a professional, he was worried. He was like, oh, no, did the sound cut out? Did the projector burst into <laughs> What have flames? I done? <laughs> yeah, did I do something wrong? He's like, no. But then I can't help but think, and I don't think any of these folks are listening. And if they are, I don't intend to be poking you with a stick or making fun of you. But yeah, we're this, not naming names. <laughs> it's a funny situation, I think. I just listened to the Conan O'Brien podcast, and their guest was a guy named Mike Schur, who did The Office and The Good Place. Oh, yeah. And he just wrote a new book, and he said he was talking about social media, and he said, I think it should be law that you have to use your real name and picture on social media. And he said, because you just put a picture of a cartoon dog and Dogman 517, and it was so funny because the person who was super trolling us was a cartoon dog with a fake name. And I'm yeah. like, that was that guy. Because I totally agree. If I was sitting with that guy one-on-one -on -one and said, I get it, you're frustrated, you don't like these mandates, you want to move on, you want a better place, but this is the world we're in and we're a business, so we're allowed to do this the same way that non-smoking, wear your shirt and shoes in the building, that kind of thing. It's just... There's always rules. There's always rules. Yeah, and it almost makes me think they're angry because they just want COVID to disappear entirely in every single way. And so to be able to have this keep going is like, what? but it's over. I want it to be over. So the fact that you're doing this, even though I would never patronize or, you know, go to any of your thing, you wouldn't even buy popcorn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's still angering to me because you're reminding me that things are happening in the world. You're like, well, guess what? Things are happening in the world. And that's the biggest difference between, I find, and again, humble brag between good people and people who are just pure trolls is good people can have a difference of opinion and go look i totally disagree with you but i have empathy for you i know these are horrible times but i hope we can still be friends and that you'll come back to the cinema in two months or whatever mm -hmm. but when you just spend your days just yelling online and to be fair i'm sure the opposite side if we said we're not checking anymore I wouldn't be surprised if we got some uh, left-wing trolls angry at us well, online. There was a lot of people talking about that, actually. Several people in the comments that were basically like, I'm glad you're doing this. I was worried about this. Stuff like that, where I fully believe they would not be coming. Yeah, so talk about damned if you do, damned if you <laughs> don't, right? And I don't want to point out to anyone that I'm a giant nerd, but I couldn't help but think of in the Star Trek movies, specifically in Star Trek Two, I think that's where it came from initially, was the Kobayashi Maru. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it was referenced back in the 60s or whatever. It's the unwinnable situation where they put a cadet that's training 
And it's like, oh, if you shoot the ship, something bad happens. If you take down your shield, something bad happens. And no matter what the cadet does, it ends in tragedy. And I Mm -hmm. think it's just like a learning curve to say, like, sometimes you're just screwed. And that's how I feel in these situations. Because no matter what we did, somebody would be yelling at us. Yeah, and the thing people have to remember is we're not about to play the Batman. You know, we're not about to play (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that a huge part of our business are seniors who are the most at risk. And so the fact of the matter is, if we were going to be like, screw you, we're catering to the nine o'clock crowd at the cost of the one o'clock, three o'clock crowd or whatever, you know, just to put it simply, that's not a good business choice. Yeah. And all we can do is just hope that in the days and weeks and months to come, things do turn around. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other big misconception. I don't follow things as much as I should because everything's horrible. (laughs) But we're not out of this. No. Like, we're not out of this yet. And anytime someone complains, I'm like, there's a giant war happening right now. Are you really sad that you don't get to come see Blazing Saddles? Come on. That's sort of the irony of it all is, I mean, there's still protests happening about the mandate thing. I mean, the the mandates were ending today. There was still people yesterday protesting the mandates. I'm just like, are you doing this so you can be like two days later? I did it. It's just, you know, look around, read the room. There's people literally (laughs) dying. There's actual dictators in this world. You know, it's just it's not even worth thinking about most of the time. And I felt like that Simpsons episode where Homer is going, you've lost a customer, Mo. And Mo's like, okay, yeah, I'll see you later, Homer, because yeah. he's so busy. And we've had a really good week mm-hmm. with all this news happening. And I, as a human being, you get scared when you read that one angry review. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel sad that people are upset with you. For sure. But then you go, oh, it's a robot. Because somebody was telling me about how robots, they can send out a paragraph and it just fills in the blank. Mayfair, Bytown, NAC, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just send it to everybody and it gets in the back of your head like, oh no. And then it's nothing and nothing happens and life moves on. A couple months from now, we won't even be thinking about this. Yeah, and there's honestly, it's not like, you know, mass mandates are still happening. So it's not as if it's just like everything is gone anyway. To me, it's like, you're literally upset that you have to show your phone for a few seconds. There's no other difference. You're still wearing a mask inside. You're still doing all this other stuff. You're literally upset you have to show your phone for a few seconds. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I've gotten so used to it. Somebody online called us slash me Stockholm Syndrome or a sheep. <laughs> and I was like, you're not going to insult me with that because if you told me, okay, everybody wear hazmat suits for the rest of your lives. I'd be like, that sounds safe. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm, you have I'm, so many fun masks as it is. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to wear your I got one? a Doctor Who mask. <laughs> I got a Grogu mask. Yeah, you're the wrong person to shame about mask wearing, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. And I, I'm just so used to it. I'm so used to it. I just don't even notice I'm wearing it half the time. So yeah. anyhow, that's the topical news of what's going on. Mm-hmm. The good news is business is good. We're hanging in there. We're getting lots of good movies. And we'll segue just into talking about what we're screening this week because we've got a lot to talk about. Why not? We have so many movies this week of the week of March 4th because we're kind of doing a favor to an indie film. And then it's just an embarrassment of riches of Oscar movies. So we could have said we're going to show one of these Oscar movies for six days. But instead, we're showing three for like two or three days apiece. It's again, it's the Kobayashi Maru. Someone's going to be upset that we're not playing it longer. But... It's the season, and it's great because we're getting these movies so fast. Mm -hmm. We'll jump into talking about our Oscar movies. We are bringing back, just for a couple screenings each, West Side Story and Belfast. I saw Belfast. It's great. Nice. It's just sounds like a silly review, but it's just like a movie. It's one of those, (laughs) you laugh, you cry. It has a cute kid. It has beautiful cinematography. It has great music. It's 98 minutes, Mm. you know, and it's just, you could bring mom to it teenagers could go on a date to it it's just 
it's one of those rare movies that I think it might have a shot despite having some big movies up against it like Dune and West Side Story and stuff like that I think it might have a shot of being the best picture winner just because it's so kind of across the board appealing while yet being about really interesting fun characters and some real like heavy war topic in it too it was really good yeah, I know you were most excited about the 98-minute runtime yes. <laughs> versus the two and a half hours of every other movie. And West Side Story, I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to come see it next Saturday when mm-hmm. we have it for the encore engagement. Yeah, that, there was Guillermo del Toro had a neat, I don't know if you saw it, but he had a neat little tweet thread about that, the directing in that and just how Spielberg makes the camera dance. It's that kind of movie. I saw this one shot, it was like a minute and a half, and it sort of pans through the hallway and then comes into the hall where they're all dancing and it sort of goes up and then down and then over around. And it's one of those things where he was just sort of like, this is one shot. This is a master at work. It's not just cutting this together or making it look a certain way. He's making the camera move as if you're part of the dance kind of thing. And he was just, and this is Guillermo del Toro talking, you know, <laughs> it's so fascinating to see like a master talk about a master in that way. And just, you don't really think about it until you're looking and you're like, oh yeah, okay. You know, cause you just, you're so used to Spielberg being great, I guess. His partner's supposed to be like, Guillermo, we're up for that award too. <laughs> yeah. Stop praising you're the competition. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things you never think about it until someone smarter than you in that respect points it out. And you're like, huh, oh yeah. It is nice though that there's that versus trash talking or something. It yeah. is nice that there is an appreciation for your competitors in such an award. Speaking of Del Toro, we came to see Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Great. Hands down great. But holy cow, a horror film. Yeah. In every sense of the word. It's not a light film. (laughs) And not a horror film in that you have Penn's Labyrinth or Hellboy or or Shape of Water even, which was kind of more of a monster movie. Yeah. You saw it too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I won't spoil it because I'm sure there's people out there who haven't seen it, but just the climax and the ending is one of those things when it ends and when that end credit hits, I was like winded and had to take a knee i was was like oh my god Yeah, you kind of feel like a bag of garbage at the very end of the movie (laughs) but but you're also sort of like you get it and it's not like it doesn't make sense or something like that you know but the script was great and i have not seen the source material the original film Mm -hmm. but now i gotta see that yeah and i think it's based on a book i believe so like like a pulp book then the movie and I can't imagine the movie is that dark. The 40s no, movie is it's, that. Well, that's the thing. They changed the ending of the original. Oh, like, interesting. So, so it's not the original. I think that the new one has the book's ending. But, okay, okay, but the one yeah. in 1949 or whatever, like you get why they wouldn't have that. Uh, I imagine, yeah. Just the actors from people who have a small role, a cameo yeah. to the lead. And Bradley Cooper, especially when it was getting heavy there, you forget and you're like, Oh, you're not just handsome. You're an actually really good actor. Yeah, well, same with Ben Affleck. You know, it's like these guys who just, I don't want to say write them off, but you, you maybe typecast them a little bit and then they get into something a lot heavier and darker and you're like, oh yeah, you can actually oh, yeah, act. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one that just passes by. But this year I look at everything that's up for the Oscars and I haven't seen it all, but I'm like, God, I think whatever wins, I'm going to be like, yeah, good. I I like you. That's fine. And I get why Nightmare Alley wasn't a big box office hit. Like, it's just not that kind of movie. And anybody, I listen to a few podcasts, and I talked about this, I think, last week. But just now having seen it, I'm like, I'm not shocked nobody went to that. Because people go to see your Spider-Mans and walk out and are like, I had so much fun. I'm going to (laughs) tell all my friends to go see it. You walk out of Nightmare Alley, and you're like... I'm going to go home and think about my life for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he saw it. Yeah, but very good. I hope his next movie, he gets to just do a movie about robots punching Godzillas again. Or dragons. Or dragons. God, I'd watch any of that. (laughs) So our third new film this week is Parallel Mothers. 
mm. the new film by Almodovar. Right. Yeah, I knew that. It sounded familiar. I love Almodovar. Mm-hmm. Just the most art house of art house, but his movies are just very watchable. Like they feel like to sound elitist, a mainstream crowd can watch his movies and they don't seem like film school or anything. Mm-hmm. And this is his, I think his sixth or seventh movie with Penelope Cruz. Yeah. It's got a couple of Oscar nominations, one for her. And if you look on IMDb, she has won six or seven awards already. Hmm. She's the real standout in this movie. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad we got it. And this one is, again, it's a heavy kind of family drama about parenthood and kids and all that kind of stuff. But I've, I've read a couple little blips of reviews that are like, but it has some real funny moments in it and really enduring moments in it. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's one of those movie movies. It'll make you laugh, make you cry, cliche. He's had a hell of a career. Like He, oh, he hasn't yeah. really made a bad movie that I can think of. I don't think so. He's the kind of guy, his worst movie is still better than most other careers. Yeah, I have no doubt thinking that this is a great movie already. Yeah. So then we have four retro movies. Jeez. And what happened was, one we booked kind of because it's a special event day. One is an independent distributor who we were going back and forth and trying to get it booked. So we're just squeezing it in for a couple screenings. And then two kind of favorite, I guess, cult classics. Sure. So first up, The Big Lebowski. Mm, classic. Talk about a movie that didn't make money in the time and has gone on to be, I don't know, like you read all the reviews, five stars, five yeah. stars, but zero Oscar nomination, zero any major award nomination. And now it's a classic. We show it once, twice a year, maybe, and it always does very well. Every single time, literally. If it's not a sellout, it's packed, basically. Yeah. And I love it. Like, I love this movie from the get-go. The dream sequence is maybe my favorite, if you call it a musical number, in a movie ever. Yeah. Every character is amazing. Soundtrack's so good. Yeah, and it's this strangely complicated tale, but also almost a Seinfeldian story about nothing. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) A guy you might call a lovable loser gets caught up in a crime ring. But it's just his friends doing dumb things. It's basically like, dude, where's my carpet, in a way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just so good. Jeff Bridges is so good. For a guy with such a career, to say that's his best character is something. Yeah, and Sam Elliott being talking about being old forever. Yeah. (laughs) He looks the exact same. He does. that movie's from 1998. Literally. It's so insane. If you haven't seen it on the big screen, it's so much fun. And we're glad to have that back for another visit. Then, for International Women's Day... Lee booked, which I think is hilarious, because it's a a pulp movie, but two really great female performances. Oh man, I'm excited about this. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I was like, what? I was trying to think of some like totally. I don't even know what, what... crazy black exploitation movie. Yeah, the... for International Women's Day, Lee booked. Oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this. Some women in cages movie. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, no, this is just a fantastic film with two of the best actresses of all time. And what a story behind it. There's multiple books about it i happened to just recently not to talk about tv but thanks to disney plus i watched the feud miniseries Mm -hmm. which won a bunch of awards in its own right it's so good so good and it's one of those backwards things it's the old like do you watch the prequels before the sequels or the sequels before the prequels i don't know if it'd be more fun if you haven't seen baby jane yet to watch the miniseries then the movie Mm -hmm. or watch the movie then the miniseries. Yeah. It's a tough call. It's funny, like, I, I, there was someone I was talking to last year, I think I think it was our mutual friend John Hill. I can't say for sure, but it was someone who's a big fan of this movie and was like, man, they really should make a behind-the-scenes, you know, making of or something <laughs> like And I thought it was a joke. Right. Like, I, and I was just like, is this a bit or have you seen <laughs> Feud? And he'd never heard of it. 
and it was just sort of like this light bulb moment. I was like, oh my god, I got to expose someone to this. But I just he thought made it was so- his day. Yeah, yeah, and it may not even have been him. I'm pretty sure it was, but it just was like one of those weird things because you, you're like absolutely right. The story is fascinating. That series he touches on a bit more than just that movie as well, obviously. But it's just like wow, everything you've heard about this movie is true and then some, and it's just a heartbreaking and dark comedy at times, and just and it's got Victor Bono who played King Tut in the yeah. Batman, 60s Batman, so obviously that's the best part of it. And you see the behind-the-scenes stuff of the poor director was just trying to make a movie. Yeah. And just the actors in it, by all accounts, even if Feud had some exaggerations or a couple falsehoods in it, which biopics always do, by all accounts, these two women just... For no reason except for envy of each other and wanting to be more famous than each other and jealousy of each other. Just we're out to destroy each other. And you're like, can we just be friends? Especially that, like these two women starring in a film in a time when it was still the era of housewives and that kind of thing, suburbia. Mm-hmm. And to have these two powerful women just ruling Hollywood, trying to do their best to rule. And then and in the movie, which kind of became more than what they thought it would. Everybody kind of thought it was going to be just like a B picture. That's what I was going to say. They, it was meant to just be like this pulp whatever movie. And that's why they even got to make what they wanted. Yeah. And then ended up being incredible. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've never seen it on the big screen. So I'm very looking forward to seeing Same. that. Especially having a couple months ago watched Feud. It'll be fun to watch. It's almost like once at a theater in Vancouver, they did this great double bill where they played... I think they did Ed Wood first, so you kind of got to see the behind the scenes. And then because they're really short, like only an hour, they played Glenn or Glenda and Plan 9. <laughs> and it was so much fun to see all the weird little flaws in the movie and knowing all the little things and having seen Ed Wood first. Too bad Feud wasn't a movie. We could have yeah. played both. But Man, and how good is that Whatever Happened to Baby Jane song that Baby oh, Davis does? It's like, yeah. such a, like a 60s pop tune. I love it. And then we have a documentary. This is the little indie film I was mentioning that we wanted to squeeze in before it went away called The Automat, which just looks like a great little feel-good, nostalgic documentary about The Automat, which we've all seen in old sitcoms and movies where it's the wall of little doors and you put in your nickel or your quarter and you take out a piece of pie. Oh my God. I've always wanted to go into those places, but I don't think they exist anymore. That's what this is about. Mel Brooks is in this documentary, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> what? and Carl Reiner. And it's, it's a bunch of cool old folks talking about the good old days. I didn't even know that's what it was called. I would have just, I don't know what I would have called that. Just the serve yourself wall. Like. But you've seen it so many times watching the Odd Couple sitcom, or some old Jack Lemon movie comes to mind. He was. <laughs> every Jack Lemon movie every Jack is Lemon constantly movie, yeah. going to the automat. And Mel Brooks does an original song in it. That's kind of a big, fun little push for the movie. So then, hand in hand with that. We are screening Blazing Saddles, so you get to see this classic Mel Brooks movie, and you can come see this documentary with present-day Mel Brooks in it. I don't know if he does. He must do an original song in Blazing Saddles, too, right? I'm sure. I mean, yes. Probably. So you got that going. I, I, I can't... Man, when did they film that, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg interview? Like, I I'm, think, sadly, <laughs> I think it was very near the end yeah. of her career. That's just insane. You're like, the last thing she ever did was talk about the automat. Talk about the automat. Like, hey, why not? The end of a fine career. I liked to slice a pie back in the day, and you pull it out of the thing yourself. They must exist somewhere, but I, I've never seen one in all my travels. And I've been to a couple of, you know, you go to a museum or some tourist destination that has like a retro diner or something like that. But I guess now because food's too expensive. Yeah. Like when it was a nickel or a quarter, it was a lot easier to do that. Now you have to put in $6 to get a piece of pie. Man, now I'm pining for this thing I never had. I know. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Nostalgia at its best. <laughs> 
So that's seven movies worth yeah, screening. We're this at the week. halfway point of the movie. Yeah, that's the halfway <laughs> point. We don't usually screen seven movies, but just say this week might have been four or five if you take out West Side Story and Belfast, and we just would have screened Parallel Mothers and Automat for an extra screening or two. But you kind of make those decisions sometimes of like, well, packing a lot of stuff and. No one's going to come to see seven movies in a week, but maybe there's people last week who miss seeing West Side Story who will come back. It's the endless roller coaster ride of trying to schedule stuff for a single screen old timey cinema. Absolutely. How was uh, I meant to ask how the turnout for cinema was? Oh, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first in months, like a while. Yeah. Because yeah. we kept on getting cut off with lockdowns. <laughs> the, the thing that sucked the most was the, the last time that it got shut down, we were going to do two cinemas that month. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the last time, and then we got to do none <laughs> instead. We was... might experiment with that again. It's a bit of a pain for scheduling, full for sure. disclosure. For sure. Nobody likes staying up that late. I don't like staying up that late, so <laughs> I never I do couldn't it. come out to cinema because I was like, <laughs> ah, jeez, that's pretty late. I know. I realized I've become a grown-up because in my teen years, even 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, midnight movie. And now I'm like in bed reading a comic book at 1130. I definitely thought of you at, yeah. at, at like 11 o'clock or whatever. And I was like, oh, I can't stay up for another. <laughs> well, it's not even another hour because it's another like three hours because you're going to be out of the theater at 140. I went to a couple cinemas in years past recently and there were longer ones. Not two hours, but longer. And I was fighting it. I was <laughs> enjoying the movie, but in my seat, like drink more cola. Yeah. Got to stay awake. And so when I'm presenting cinema, there's more pressure because I'm like, okay, well, at least I got to stay awake and, you know, my brain won't stop thinking so that makes more sense but when i'm not doing it and i'm like oh i gotta stay up and then get there and then get back they look over and you're asleep in the love seat Oof. And hey it, the host is asleep and it's still february too at the time so i'm like man i, I don't know i mean <laughs> yeah. call me in march when there's less snow so the last thing we'll mention is technically an eighth booking this week is ah. the shits and giggles ottawa comedy film festival wait a minute these poor bastards no. Their show got canceled. Again? No, no. They're here. They're here. Okay. They're here this week. <laughs> Their show got canceled the day of lockdown. Yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah, when we March 2020. Lockdown. Man. So they're back. They're going to do their show. It's going to be great. I'm sure they'll have a great time. Local film fests are always fun because you get all the filmmakers coming out. I don't know how many films are in this festival, but say it's 10 short films. That means you get... 10 groups of film crews, 10 groups of moms and dads, 10 groups of friends, and then just people coming normally. So it's always a real fun night when that kind of thing happens. Did they, because this had been rebooked. Is this, did that get rebooked again because of, is this the third rebooking? Or oh, is this I don't want to second? jinx them. I don't want to jinx them, but there may have been multiple bookings. Yeah, I thought they finally got through and we're like, here we go. And now it's like, all right, this time for sure it's going to happen. The organizers probably like sitting at home watching all the news channels, Man. watching all the medical information, just hoping not for another 11th hour lockdown. Yeah, they have definitely earned this booking. <laughs> yeah, and we love having that kind of stuff because it's great to have local art on screen, mm -hmm. local filmmakers in the house. Nice publicity for us to be having a support local kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we always love having that kind of thing on screen. And it's fun for them too, because I always think it's neat because I forget what is on that night, but say it's like they're in the seven o'clock time slot. And I think after them is Big Lebowski. Okay. So that's fun. You just get to be like, my name was on screen. And an hour later, the Coen brothers are on screen. That's always a neat thing for up and coming filmmakers. Plus good for us because then they'll be like, I do love Lebowski. Maybe I should <laughs> buy a ticket for that. And I Josh is like, I'm a genius. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, so that is our movies screening the week of March 4th through 10th. And next week, maybe we'll have slightly 
fewer films, but who yeah, knows? Yeah. You might have another seven Oscar nominees. Yeah, and well, uh, I'm wondering how many of the... It's ten nominees for Best Picture, right? Correct. And I'm wondering, because we've shown at least six? We've shown a number of them, yeah. Yeah, because we must be getting close to playing all of them. God, yeah, I wonder. Like, we not, haven't Not Licorice Pizza, I, I know for sure. I'm sure Licorice Pizza is on the horizon for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we just miss stuff, but I think we'll be able to... And especially now, more and more, stuff on quote-unquote TV doesn't hinder. No. I think people want to see a big screen so we can book West Side Story for a couple nights while it's still available at home and people are want to come see it in all its glory. Yeah, and especially pre-Oscars, like because people come here anyway for the Oscars. So, yeah. you know, why wouldn't you? Okay, so we're going to wrap things up. Or do you have anything else to... Oh, well, I could just say I watched two uh, pretty... Actually, <laughs> thinking of you again, I watched two, almost two and a half hour new movies. Okay. Highly acclaimed. One was, I did watch Licorice Pizza. Not, I mean, I waited to watch Licorice Pizza here is what I mean to say. Yes. But no, but I watched that. Yeah, very good. It was basically uh, Almost Famous meets uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cool. So, but with less flamethrower, but you know, you get yeah. that idea. And I forgot it was Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid who was the yeah, star of the that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he, you could totally tell. But anyway, but the other one uh, that I watched that was really good was called Red Rocket with oh, uh, Simon Rex. Love that director. And it was... It was one of the, it was really good, but it was one of those movies where it's just sort of it's just happening, and he's such an antihero, but you kind of want him to succeed, but he's kind of an awful person. But it's just they just paint the time period and the in the small town Texas so well, you just get really wrapped up, and yeah, I highly recommend it. And I will say there's a piano cover, a, f- a female uh, done piano cover of Bye 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 by InSync, which is like the one of the best cool. covers I've ever heard. So highly recommended. <laughs> we'll probably get that too. I can see us getting that too. Yeah, good flick. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up because we might go watch a movie. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more information about all the movies we are screening at mayfairtheater.ca and on all of our social media stuff. And we look forward to seeing you in for some more Oscar movies and old weird cult movies soon at the Mayfair. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, I forgot to mention another new shark movie came out today. Oh. Beneath the Surface pairs great with The Rican. Five stars. Sister, sister, oh so fair, why is there blood all over your hair? Whatever happened to baby Jane? To seek the answer to that question, we will follow a man plotting a murder. Highly specialized work, but Robert Aldridge has considerable experience in such matters. He has a dozen successful pictures to his credit. His stars are Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. The scene, an Italianate villa in a once fashionable section of Los Angeles. Its halls, once crowded with the bright, the beautiful, and the celebrated, now echo only to hectic whispers, the insistent call of a buzzer better left unanswered, a telephone that has become an object of fear, a supper tray that will not be touched, a window barred against the world, a hammer, a mute scrawl crying for help. From these elements, director Aldrich has fashioned a motion picture with a curious title, Whatever happened to baby Jane? Betty Davis is Jane Hudson. Joan Crawford is Blanche Hudson. But we must warn you, if you're long-standing fans of Miss Davis and Miss Crawford, this motion picture is quite unlike anything they have ever done. It is a bold essay in the art of the macabre, a venture to the ultimate reaches of terror. A motion picture definitely not for the squeamish. And we beg you, as the tension builds to the screaming point, As shock after shock assaults your senses, try to remember that this is only a motion picture. Try and remember.
Get away from me! Get away from me! No, we, uh, we can't show you anymore. Only when you see whatever happened to baby Jane will you know. And the answer is total suspense.